Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. You're listening to Petty Little Things with your hosts, Victoria Secret and Davina Divine. Hi, Hi Petty Bitches. Petty bitches. This is Davina Divine. And this is Victorian Secret. And welcome back to. Uh, we, we kept you waiting a little bit because last week we were dead, uh, but we're back. Yeah. It's been very intense, but we are back and we are fully, fully rotted. Like, like hair be fully loaded, but <laughs> petty little rotted. The most <laughs> my list is disgustingly large. Like, I don't know who know. hurt me in the last week, but many people apparently did. Yeah, it's it's been a week of it. Uh, I just want to say as well, um, thank you to all of the new listeners. Um, I've been getting lots of mails from people that have just kind of recently discovered the podcast. So big shout out to all you new listeners out there. And our new patrons as well. But yes. speaking of uh, being back, I think we need a well over you a bit of a girly gossip i have I so many so topics too. i'm dying let's to get into it. it let's do it are you ready for, let's kick off with a little housewife moment dorit she was under oh, yes. house robbery davina they got away with almost a million dollars worth of goods out of the house mm-hmm. they threatened to kill dorit uh, apparently the kids who were also at home didn't even know what happened which is good at least jagger and phoenix yes <laughs> <laughs> um, mommy did robber in house but i mean that's the thing you end up on the telly and you're living this lavish lifestyle people can see you're selling these uh fucking wedding dresses for yeah. well, i don't know how much they are but like 35 grand 35 grand 35 grand She's sitting in a pearl dress, which her arse must be in bits from at the reunion at the moment. Can you imagine sitting on all them pearls? I love how someone said that she was the best dress at the reunion. I wanted the women said there was pearls flying off that left, right, and centre. <laughs> I think it was Garcelle said uh, no. There was like pearls were like whipping off it, so they were kind of slagging off. Yeah, that is an awful thing to happen, but um, it's kind of crazy. There was actually a Instagram page that focuses on the housewives' closets and what they have in their closets, and she has made. Uh, kind of like an announcement saying that she's not going to do that anymore because it's letting people see what they actually have in their closet. Yeah. And you know, like some of those bags are like a hundred grand and the shoes are like 
like five grand minimum a pop. Do you know what I mean? So totally. like big money in that. Big money. And like, obviously someone like Jeffree Star puts a vault in his house and then locks everything wow. away. Uh, but then does a tour of it. And I'm like, look what happened to Kim Kardashian. You don't do that. You don't show them. Especially like, I don't really like Dorit Styles. She wears all this like trashy, like labely stuff. And mm-hmm. some of it's nice, but I think she looks like a twat a lot of the time, to be honest. Um, but like, she's a walking advertisement to be robbed in one way. Yeah, I, um, myself and Bailey went to uh, France just the year that Kim Kardashian was after been robbed. Yeah. And we were going, we were making our trip, our little pilgrimage to Versailles. And we were just so drunk. We just kept like going around Paris saying, Oue, Kim Kardashian, jewels. <laughs> and did you find them? No, we didn't. We didn't. We, we found, we found uh, certain jewels, but none of them belonging to Kim Kardashian. Oh, Jewels and pearls of wisdom, to be honest. Mm, ooh la uh, la. But, but I used to love that movie, The Bling Ring. Do you remember when they, they yes. went, they robbed her for like Lindsay Lohan and Paris Hilton? And if you haven't seen The Bling Ring, check it out. It's about these teenagers that basically target celebs and like rob their closets. Yeah, kind totally. of And that would have been back in the time when Lindsay Lohan had a few bits that you could rob. I'd say now, yeah. like, you know. Well, she's on Cameo now. Oh. <laughs> you and Lindsay, the Cameo Queens. Yeah, Cameo Queens. <laughs> okay, speaking of Queens, uh, Madonna. I don't know if you saw, I got a little bit obsessed last night. She shared her Halloween costume. She went as everybody's oh, no. basic Halloween costume, the oh. Harley Quinn. Like who? She is Madonna. She is the queen of pop. Who is letting her post this crap? Like um, I love Madonna. I'm a big Madonna fan, I have to say. And I'm fine. I'm really struggling with continuing on my love for Madge. Like who is letting her post this crap and behave this way? It's actually, she's behaving like... Like a teenager, yeah. like an annoying teenager at that. Yeah, point. yeah. I mean, well, she's almost riding a teenager as well, isn't she? She's with some dancer at the moment. Well, I don't really mind. I don't mind, like, because lo- loads of like elfless been like riding young girls like that for years. Do you know what I mean? No, nothing's ever said about that, so I don't really mind that. Mm-hmm. But it's Fair. just the the posts are just wretched, and the plastic surgery is the filters are insane. Oh yeah, it's like, did you see her at the MTV Awards? So when you actually saw her in the flesh, and she looked like. Like she, she had had so much work, and she looked like Jessica Alves, you know, yeah, formerly the Human Kendall. Yeah, she looked like she had that big lollipop head mm-hmm. and this weird kind of like, because she's so small, she's only five foot one. Yeah, to carry that kind of weird weight and then the big jumbo BBL arse, like yeah. what is going on? Oh. It's a lot to take in. Well, I mean, speaking of BBLs, we do have an interview coming up and we'll be talking all things cosmetic, both mm. teeth, tits, the works. Teeth, tits, the works. I have to say, I do. I'm not, I'm into the ass. I think her, her ass looks great. However, her eyes are starting to go a bit, you know, like one eye is yeah. starting to travel because they've been yanked back so far. And what's with the pose? Why is she always like, kind of like this weird, like she's been possessed, you know, like her eyes are starting to roll back in her head. Isn't it? really weird it's like what's with these weird poses like she's actually like off her head oh completely no uh, Perez Hilton used to call this girl Adriana from um, the hills yes ceiling eyes because her eyes were always looking up which by the way if you know any people that talk to you and they're looking at the roof all the time they're fucking lying I'm talking about (laughs) several people bitch yeah eyes rolling like a slot machine in your head you're like (laughs) ding 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 like jackpot absolutely no case no case no case (laughs) 
Um, come here, tell me this. Um, I know this uh, Adele is back in the music business. Have you seen this? What do you make of Adele's return to the pop world? Yeah, I saw Adele perform um, just this week in the George. She did her oh, new song. You? Yeah, yeah. But she did like a dance version of that. And yeah. uh, I didn't even know Adele could do the ones and twos in the dances, but I witnessed. Oh yeah, the ones and twos. Yeah, no, Adele is back um, and she's playing Hyde Park next summer. Would you oh, be interested yeah. in going? Would you go see Adele? No. No, I wouldn't go either. I have to say, I really enjoy her, but I couldn't think like, I don't think I'd enjoy that. Yeah. Well, okay. Let's start with the facts. Outdoor concerts and me, not really that into them. If I have to go, I will go. But give me the smaller the venue, the better, like, and the more intimate, the better. I don't even need a full dance troupe, but Adele, like I'd be into listening to her talk, but I mean, I didn't even listen to that last album and I'm probably not mm. going to listen to this album. I do like the new song, but it sounds like 75 well, other see, songs she has. A lot of the songs that she writes are about kind of feeling and about like life experience. So I can see why you wouldn't really be into that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm still a young person at heart. I still have to have that life experience. Uh, when you were performing it, by the way, I was referencing um, Davina Adele Divine uh, performing the new song at the weekend. I looked out into the crowd and I was like, oh my God, it's so funny to see a crowd... Uh, when they hear the Adele songs because they're like living through their trauma as well. Yeah, I was it's like, actually oh my gas. God. Um, and speaking of being back, so last week at the George, we did um, a Spice Girl tribute because Spice Girls are 25 years old. We, yeah. did a, we teamed up with Universal and we did a Spice Girl kind of relaunch. Mm. And this week we're doing an ABBA launch, their first release in 40 years. Yeah. So they have a new album called Voyage and obviously their new hologram tour that's launched next year. So we're doing another kind of little album party. So I feel like I'm mad for the album parties these days. And I think it's been so weird because there's been no music it feels like the music business has been just kind of frozen hasn't yeah. it, for like the last yeah. couple of years. And now like everybody has new albums coming out and they must've been just sitting on that. Well, not the Spice Girls. Well, no, <laughs> I know. Isn't that terrible? Like you'd expect, like I honestly would have expected even one new song. Yeah. Well, the rumor is that Victoria Beckham was so annoyed that there was another reunion happening in the George that didn't include her, that she actually called yeah. Angarda Shikana to get the George shut down. I started down. that rumor. I started that rumor. I posted it on the Irish Daily Mail page and like a lot of trolls are coming my way. Okay, before, so before we move maybe, on from your Spice Girls now, I want to talk about the gals because they all did lucky likeies of the Spice yes. Girls. Okay. Uh, okay. So I was obsessed with Sophia Hart as Victoria Beckham. Like, yeah. I was obsessed. <laughs> Where did the wig come from? Oh, I, I got, I garnished the wig for her because I can't trust Sophia to uh, <laughs> to come up with the goods. So I was like, I want that to be like a Victoria Beckham wig. But you know what was so funny? Uh, when we were, I put it on her on the day and she was like, <laughs> Miss kept saying she looked like Lord, Lord, for- Lord Farquaad. Yes. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I see that. I see that. Um, uh, yeah. So it's just like, you have to kind of give the little nudges to make the right moves in the right direction. And I just loved that Miz, but, but I really enjoyed Miz's baby look, but she turned baby into a bit of a dirty cow. <laughs> yeah. Baby had quite big breasts. <laughs> and also baby did the old, you know, the two fingers with the licky licky through them. I was howling at that. Anyway, it was a really great night. So I'm looking forward to going and seeing your other show on Thursday. She was also uh, going to wear this t-shirt that says fuck off on it. And I was like, Baby Spice cannot wear a fuck off t-shirt. <laughs> baby Spice does not. Not Baby Bunton swearing. No. No, not Baby Bunton. Do you know what I was just thinking though? So if there was, if you were to come out with an album, uh, if, like you were doing a release, what would your album be called? I was having a little think about that. What would you, what, what do you think? What would you call it? Because it'd have to be something that would be like, you know, telling, but kind of... <laughs> 
Uh, I mean, like secrets unfolded or. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. That'd be good. Or I actually think something like some for you would be good. Like, um, girl next door <laughs> like that real like real like oh or like something that was real nice girl like next door i was thinking i would call my album um big d energy <laughs> oh i love that i love that and that's very like perfect for you like absolutely perfect and um, do you think i my, my drag character comes across as a nice girl is that what you're trying to say there i think you i think you try to portray that like i know you're a rotten bitch but i think like you do always like you're always trying to be very supportive like the girl next door you know like real oh hi <laughs> but i know the real you you're like post of pictures and you're like your little nephew isn't he so cute you're like hey kids I like that's the real you bitch Oh my god okay. But no the girl next door She's lovely <laughs> Oh my god Who's that Walking past your house um, Someone just look in your window Yeah probably That happens all the time I, That um, man just looked Right in your window Like very I'm having a good goo there Was it you? No Keep walking sir Keep walking <laughs> Sir uh, <laughs> Okay uh, Something which we didn't get to talk about Which is actually quite tragic last week um, Was um, Alec Baldwin and his uh, accident on set Oh god yeah Where they said that the gun what, Was obviously like a prop gun or something uh-huh. But it was loaded and somebody died And Fucking yeah. awful girl Like could you well, imagine Yeah it wouldn't be ideal now But however Wouldn't there is be certain, ideal It wouldn't be ideal But there is some people I have to say If I was working on a set I wouldn't mind If the gun was loaded Oh my god <laughs> I wouldn't god. mind Like pretending I was upset About things like that But no shocking And it happened before With Brandon Lee Do you remember Bruce Lee's son Years ago He was used to be in The Crow Oh my god And that happened to him On set before And that was like Over 20 years ago So to have this happen again It's just like Gross negligence But it was like An old vintage uh, Shotgun From like the 1800s So it was supposed to be Like a They call it cold gun Yes It was supposed to be cold And it was supposed to be Just for shooting Like cans You know like They were only supposed to be like You know But yeah It shot her right in the stomach You have Um, a a, You use the word Cold gun as well For things too Don't you A cold gun Yeah Oh, we did a terrible cold gun. Um, terrible. Well, uh, like on the yeah, topic it's, of- It's very uh, sad for her family and people left behind because like you don't go to work ever, especially in that creative environment, like expecting to be shot dead. No. It's no. kind of, it, that bit is kind of crazy. Like when you think about that, you just, and it must be awful to have that guilt on your on your conscience. Yeah. But, yeah, you like, know, how do you move, life. How do you move on the next day? Like, but I mean, um, just about Alec, uh, I'm not sure if you saw, but um, ex Real Housewife of Orange County, uh, Kelly Dodd, her husband, remember she married that fella Rick yes. from Fox News? Yes. Well, do you know, I have to say there's big um, sexual energy, energy off the two of them. I'd say they fuck like maniacs. Oh, yeah. There's serious, crazy, like animal sex vibes off the pair of them. Definitely. Isn't there? Definitely. I know exactly what you mean. They look like yeah. they're up all night. Not, not he looks like a wink. dirty bastard. And I'm there. Well, rightly here at the weekend, he went as Alec Baldwin um, as one of his characters for Halloween. I saw the pictures, to be honest, and she's of Native American heritage. Yeah, I saw those pictures, and honestly, they look like they were dressed as a cowboy and an Indian. Yeah, yeah, that's what they look like. So I think that's someone trying to stir up a bit of shit for them because she's a bit of an anti-vaxxer shouter outer. Yeah, I don't. He did not look like he was dressed as Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin is playing a priest in that movie. And he was not dressed as a priest. It well, just looked 
Yeah, but what what, what, um, Rick was quoted as saying is that Alec is a jerk and deserves all the heat he's getting. Ooh. I was like, oh, girl. Pardon the pun, but that shot's fired, isn't it? Oh, (laughs) no, not that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so, I mean, okay, well, obviously it'd be a while before. He has a terrible reputation, though. And, like, do you remember that voicemail that came out where he abused his daughter, like, years ago? Like, he has a terrible reputation, but still, I would not wish that on anyone. No. And and especially to say it publicly. Yeah, absolutely. But the two of them are a little bit wild. You know, I get um, uh, like sometimes referred to as looking like a bit of a Baldwin. Do you know that? And that's not just because I've had two hair transplants, by the way, before you say it, you little bitch. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I can't remember which Baldwin it is. Anyway, um, it'll be a while, obviously, before he gets back to work. But someone who is back to work, Davina, is Katie Price. Mm -hmm. She's out of rehab. She's she's out of rehab. She's done her stint. She's done her time. uh, And now she's she's like selling beauty products. Yes, that's what I was going to get to. Oh my God. Like she's launching her own makeup line. I'm like, now, I'm sick of people. I'm launching a makeup line. I have to say this. I have always been a Katie fan over the years. Again, she's another one. She's up there with my Madonna and she's making it really difficult to be a fan and someone to support somebody in this. It's like this tone deaf behavior that's like she doesn't. It's like there's no remorse or she doesn't give a shit about anything that her actions, you know, there's no repercussions for her actions. And that beauty line, like I've been a fan, followed, followed her for years and she had lashes. I had the perfumes, all that stuff when she was worth like 50 million quid. Like, yeah. And now the stuff, have you seen? The, the makeup is actually tragic. It's, it's awful. like literally like, like go on AliExpress and Google highlighters. <laughs> that, that's what she's doing. She's like, repackaging. Just repackaging this shit. Like, there's nothing that says that. Like, if you're going to buy a celebrity brand, I want to feel personally that they have some kind of input that they know about the products, that they care about the products. She doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. And that's becoming more and more apparent. And how can you get people to support when they don't give a fuck? Yeah. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? No, absolutely. I mean, when I saw she was launching a bloody makeup line, I was like, okay, here we go. Another one on the bandwagon. There's- and also, where is she going wearing that makeup? She wears tracksuits seven days a week. She wears <laughs> maybe a wonky lash here and there. Like never screed of makeup on that face. Yeah. Like gone are the days of the National Television Awards where she'd come out dressed in full drag. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Gone are those days. That's when she should have been selling the makeup. Not now when she's dressed like a chav just out of rehab. Do you think Alex will be first in line to buy some though? Oh, I, I actually listened to a couple of his interviews now. He was dishing the dirt on her, but he tries not to talk about her because just he wants to kind of let it go. But he had, I've listened to some podcasts that he's done and he has dished some dirt and that doesn't make me like her more. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? So, yeah, so you, I'm sure you can, you can Google them. Alex reads like, and he's been full disclosure as much as he can, mm-hmm. but, uh, Full, yeah, disclo- it's, it's, full disclosure, it's, but not full coverage for Roxanne. That's for sure. No, no. Uh, but yeah, so I like needless to say, I will not be buying any of her makeup or supporting her business endeavors. Um, and if I if she brings out one more riding range, I know. Like they're not the kind of riding ranges I want from Katie Price. What I would buy <laughs> offer though is if she brought out her own um, pre-mixed porn star cocktails. Um, oh yes, yeah. Absolutely. Do you remember the time when she was in the George Wills? She was doing a gig and she got, she was so drunk. She was drunk when she arrived. But she said it was because she was really nervous. And she was, she was like well on, but not locked. Yeah. But then she made everybody drink porn star martinis. It was actually the first time I'd had a porn star martini. Yeah. And we were all sitting around and she like was in a kind of like little champagne glass and she kept spilling it onto her these suede boots and I was like oh my god mind your boots and she was like fuck it I'm gonna sell them on Depop anyway 
<laughs> well, also the rumor is that the reason that George now has a cocktail bar is because Katie Price requested it personally. Is that yeah. right? <laughs> well, when she asked them to make a uh, porn star martini, they all looked at each other. I could see their eyes moving around the room. It was like it was like the place was haunted. It's like they had heard they had heard a ghost in the corner. Nobody knew how to make a porn star martini, but now, of course, they still don't know how to make a porn star martini. <laughs> Oh my God. Okay, let's move on. Um, oh, TV, tell me this. Yes. So we know we were talking about this um, and I've been obsessed with this over the last couple weeks and it's getting very, very mixed reviews. Um, Kin set in Dublin about gangsters and gangland yeah. and about all the shootings. Have you watched it? No, I mean, you obviously oh. have mentioned it, but like... I mentioned it like 80 times. No, <laughs> I, I just can't, oh, I can't commit to it at the moment. Well, it's only eight episodes and I love anything that's like based in Dublin. That's like, especially like through the pandemic and you could see they, they were filming all around the place and they're filming quite, they're supposed to live quite close to where I live. So I love like seeing the area and seeing just kind of the nosiness of it. And I love saying, why would they drive that way? You drive the other way. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, why are they going down there? I was like, oh, well, I wouldn't be going down there. Now you're going to like run into trouble going down that street. <laughs> and I, I really enjoy that aspect of it, but it's getting really mixed reviews. Some people are like, they want it back for a second season. And the main guy, he plays Daredevil in Netflix. Okay. Some Netflix show with Daredevil, I think. It's a, a Marvel thing. Okay. And he is fucking gorgeous. I'm like actually madly in love with him. And actually, I'm, I'm madly in love with all of them. <laughs> <laughs> have you slid into any of their DMs while drunk on there? No, I've tweeted publicly to them and some of them have got back to me. But the main guy, he doesn't have social media. And the reason I know is because he has like, his name's Charlie Cox. Uh-huh. And there's lots of pages with like, Charlie Cox army, Charlie Cox babes, <laughs> you know, like all these people have set up like fan pages. Yes. Uh, so anytime I tweet about it or whatever, they always like the page or like, the tweet, <laughs> yeah. which is gas. But uh, he, his, his Irish accent is actually amazing. I didn't even know that he was a full blown English. Like, oh. Or like London And yes That was pretty impressive Then I kind of fancied him A bit more I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to me in your Irish accent there um, yeah. I will yeah, Do you know no, what I'll watch an episode tonight I absolutely will Commit to an episode Yeah Just get into it Because I really I want I'm watching on the player Because I want I want to get a second season So I need to see Like people are interested <laughs> Not Davina taking out a campaign for RT player. I mean, like I, I, I'll try and watch it on the player. However, I did see loads of people complaining about the player today. Oh, okay, okay. Because and also, our friend, friend of the show, Thomas Kane Bourne, has actually got a star in Rolling Kin. So, and he's amazing in it, by the way. And I, I know he listens to the podcast. So, you are fabulous, as I told you in DMs. He's really good. Oh, he's so fun. good, so so good. Yeah. Um, I'm, I want to talk about Alice um, Evans, who is uh, Eon Grufford's uh, ex-wife now. Uh, who they split very recently and she's been going on Twitter rants girl about um, this this split. So Ian was in um, Titanic, uh, you know. Oh, is this the man who played, um, did he play Goldie Hawn's ex-husband in First Wives Club? I think so, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. But anyway, during the pandemic, um, he was off filming and then just went MIA and left her, has now announced that he's with this new girl called Bianca Wallace. She is tweeting like a mad joke saying that he's forgetting his kids, saying that he was illegally um, quarantining with this woman during like uh, lockdown. And I was like, that is slightly a woman after my own heart. Someone who's just (laughs) going to go onto Twitter and absolutely put it out exactly how it is. And he's trying to ignore it because he still obviously wants to be like a real, you know, taken serious actor. But Mm. then also sharing photos of this new girl who apparently has been around for three years, the cheating bastard. 
Oh, wow. Mm. I have to say, I've noticed this a lot lately. Like there's an awful lot of nut jobs. Like I'm not saying, I mean, obviously she's, she's triggered by trauma and, and abandonment and all that yeah. kind of stuff. But there's an awful lot of people just going on these rants, mm-hmm. isn't there? Like, yeah. I don't, like, have you noticed that? I don't know if it's like the weirdness of like the pandemic and it's just kind of messed with people's like... I Brain found chemistry. it hard at times during the pandemic not to to go on those rants and to absolutely to be honest the rants were to you I was yeah, like picking because if I didn't say it to someone I was going to put it on Twitter so maybe I'll I, I also good mate. I also think the pandemic has kind of made people think about their life kind of in a bit in a broader kind of context and I think there's a lot of people that have I was even listening to TV earlier on it was like you know on um this morning they were talking about like people ringing in with their relationship problems and this woman wrote in and she said during the pandemic her words were during the pandemic I realised my husband was not for me anymore oh my god <laughs> that's what she said and I think this I think people are having this weird awakenings because mm. they're like if this is my life I don't want this yeah. so it's, it's kind of shocking but it's also like if you're the one left high and dry what do you do yeah, totally. I mean, I suppose everyone was put on pause and then really had nothing but time to think about yeah. all their life choices. I mean, I know I thought about my own. So um, I think anyway, I hope, she has, I hope she has a good mate that she can start talking to yeah. instead of Twitter. Um, I think there's one more uh, story I'd love to talk to you about, which yeah. is Zayn Malik, Gigi Hadid oh, yes. and Yolanda Hadid. Oh my gosh. Now when I saw this, you know, it, it, this was one of these stories that when I saw people kept talking about it online, I just kept seeing the image. Yeah. And the image was a really bad picture of Yolanda in the middle looking like she was shoved. And then like, I didn't realize who the two other people were. Yeah. And I just kept seeing it like in different people's uh, Instagram feeds. So I just mm. kept scrolling because I was like, it, it should have stopped me when it tracks, but it didn't. No. So it took me a while to kind of figure out what had happened. Well, there was a, an alleged altercation between Zayn and Yolanda. Um, Zayn allegedly also called Yolanda a fucking Dutch slut uh, <laughs> and to stay away from his daughter plus lots of other verbal abuses he's denying that he struck her but that is what is out there at the moment and in the meantime Gigi just wants to stay private and concentrate on her daughter yeah. what's your thoughts on all that like oh well first off I've, having watched Yolanda in that making a model and in the, the Housewives Beverly Hills look, Yolanda is so meddling and uptight and in your business uh-huh. and and I can understand how somebody would be like, get the fuck away from me. Like I can actually understand she gets so close and so involved. Even like, you, like remember when she, uh, in the Real Housewives when she was talking to David, she was practically feeding David with a fork. Yeah. Like yeah. it was, and he left her. Like, I just think she is like, she, I think she's too much. And I think she's just anal and she thinks she knows best all the time. And that would drive me fucking nuts. And especially she'd be one of these people, that's my granddaughter. Mm-hmm. And she'd be there having to deal with that. Right. Oh my God. Right. I mean, I have to say. I'd push her into a cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, like lots of people have some weird thoughts about her because of the Lyme disease. And like, was it real? Was it not real? I thought it was real. Then she said the whole family had it, but they all had it at different ways um do i think that zane it gives me that look in the eye that you don't know what's gonna happen next you know what i mean yeah but like all these people have so much more money more money than sense and mm. they're also just from different like backgrounds so they're kind of like he's a, like he's an english like working class background and yeah. she's living her best life in the hollywood hills like with the high ploy do you know what i mean and yeah. she thinks she knows best and she's all this new 
nutrition and, you know, Gigi's going to collapse a hunger and she's going to chew a few almonds. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> she is, she's not somebody that you'd, like if she wasn't buzzing around me, I honestly, I'd change the locks. I'd be like, get her out here. She would be like, she'd be the ultimate nosy neighbor that would keep coming into your house mm-hmm. you know, or have a key to your house. That's who she'd be. Mm-hmm. be like, hey, we need to get that key back off her. <laughs> <laughs> she's out trimming her in her lemon bushes, but actually she's just looking into your back garden to see what's yeah. happening. <laughs> she's, she's a nosy Nora. Like now enough of her now. No, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to say like Zane is, is obviously a little bit like loopy as well, but I, in this case, uh, she, she's too much for me. She'd be pushing mm-hmm. me over the edge as well. well I say, the, they're saying it's the cannabis. The cannabis is sending him even more loopy. Like, well, I, yeah, I like that stuff does actually send people fucking wacko. There's mm-hmm. only so much, like, as, as we both well know. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Ooh. As we both know, you know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Um, uh, do you have anything else on your juicy list there? Uh, well, one thing that I've been obsessed with and uh, that I've been kind of like really in, got really interested in was the American crime story impeachment yes. that has been on um, They, I think they actually just went on BBC Two recently but I've obviously been watching it on my dodgy box for the past while and it's nearly coming to an end but I love those American crime stories that I don't really know like that would have been in the 90s when I knew it was happening but I didn't really understand at the time yeah. the context of it and it's so juicy it's been a bit like, of an eye opener hasn't it I'm on episode 6 of it at the moment oh, it's good I'm glad you're watching because I was telling you about this one as well yeah. I'm obsessed with Sarah Paulson as Linda Tripp oh, and I'm obsessed with the so way good. they're telling the story about the kind of from the like it's a very human female perspective uh-huh. like I love that the Clintons aren't really featuring as much in it yeah um, but I have to say like so I've been watching the, the real interviews back Mm-hmm. I really fancy Bill Clinton from like back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got charisma and that's very sexy. Also, he was one of the most powerful men in the world. So I would definitely visit the Oval Office like oh. anytime. <laughs> Just for a little suck. Not a whole suck, a little one. Um, yeah, I'd probably be with you to be honest. Um, either I'd be keeping sketch at the door so that yeah. you'd be able to go off. And like I'm not I'm not into like older fellas, but I have to say that it, like even Clive Owens as Bill Clinton in my head that is who Bill Clinton is <laughs> so I'm like oh yeah. Girl, you <laughs> are kidding me I didn't know that was Clive Owens yeah Clive Owens it's so the casting is so good and the acting is amazing and the makeup and prosthetics is amazing like um, so Edie Falco as Hillary is amazing it's really juicy so if you haven't seen it do check it out it's I would highly recommend oh it oh my god Clive Owens was on my like fantasy league yeah uh, fellas basically mm. that I'm like oh god he's gorgeous I'm obsessed I, what I didn't realise was how much Monica was putting in a graft like yeah and she's oh, obviously also, working on it so is she yeah she's an executive producer yeah. on it and that's it like they didn't really focus on kind of like the actual like sexual acts it was more about the kind of story and do you know what actually one thing that I was going to say all these kind of biopics and things that are coming out now at the moment and all these people playing kind of people not so in the like distant past yeah but have you seen the new movie that's coming out with um, Kristen Stewart Spencer yes it's out um, this weekend yes like what do you make of that I just have this theory why don't they let these people just rest yeah like it's, I just find it mad. It's like every time I swear to God, you turn on the TV, there's either something about Diana, Michael Jackson, or Freddie Mercury yeah. constantly on. Yeah. Like you can't money. escape it. That's why money, because they make money. However, does the world need Christian Stewart playing um, Diana. Diana? I don't think so. I don't know. I'm I'm open minded, but at the same time, I'm like, what? What can they tell us that we don't already know? Like we know everything about these people's lives. Yeah. Like 
everything. We even, they even had like Michael Jackson, the autopsy, like they literally like cut his body up and had it on a TV show. Yeah. Like what more can they give us information? And why do, why do we have this crave for like this information? It's bizarre, isn't it? It's, it's bizarre because we're nose, we are all that nosy neighbor. We're mm. all actually, no, that's a lie. I don't want to know anything about what my neighbors are up to in my apartment building. And not your I, neighbors. I, if, they were, if they were juicy neighbors, you would. I purposely try and like stay away from all of that. I know, but you too. Now, hang on now. That's actually a lie. It's a blatant lie. She well, told me that man who lives across the road, you know. Oh, yes. Okay. But he did. is different. Exactly. He's, because you're, because he's interesting. The others are like practically like on death's door. <laughs> <laughs> so don't fucking pull that one. Here. There she is. The girl next door. <laughs> New LP out this Friday. Here, tell me this. Cause you obviously did a lot of Halloween-y bits um, over the last uh, week. What mm. amazing costumes did you see? And, and tell me about the, the first time in drags. Oh, there was a lot of, uh, as we saw the other night, a lot of lady beige faces. Yes. There was toasty beige. There was uh, toasty almonds. Yeah. <laughs> there, was, there was a lot of foundation faces knocking around. I love first times in drag, I have to say. They're but the best. Our, when we first started doing drag, the drag first time has upgraded. People now have, because things are YouTube and things like that, people have, like, the basics are much better. Like, yeah. I saw people with padding for the first time in drag. Mm, like, mm. padding, would you go away? Like, we wouldn't yeah. even got a bit of padding, like, in the bra, like, in our day. It was a pair so, of socks and you're out the door. Yeah, or rice and tights. Yeah. But uh, uh, my favorite costume that I saw, and I, I, there was loads of the usual like Squid Games. That was like the most I saw. I know there was a lot of Harley Quinns and... I have to say Harley Quinns need to go. They do. It's enough now. Mm-hmm. But my favorite one that I saw, and it was actually from someone up the north, I should actually share it on my Instagram, was it was, you know, Julian from the UTV Live. Oh, and so like, good. That was my favorite one because it was just like so silly but just like so iconic yeah. and very, uh, very Irish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was my favorite one. It was just a bit different. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. There was a few good ones. And I saw a lot of people dressed up. Obviously somebody thought of it first and then everyone kept hopping on it. People were dressing as Nicki Minaj's cousin with the big balls. Did you see that? <laughs> yes. They're I my favorite. The, the, the pop culture references are yes. my favorite. Like I saw um, this guy called Sean went as Nicki Minaj on the Met Gala carpet, which was just like like a head to toe like black costume face oh, Kim covered. Kardashian yeah big yeah, arms pony yeah. loved that um I saw oh and friend of the show Willem was at your show on Saturday in the George and tweeted um his favorite picture which was a, a transformer someone went as oh, a transformer yeah. in the George on Saturday night I don't know if you saw but it looked oh, amazing yeah there was a lot of costumes and like Halloween is for the for the people it's not for us like our life is Halloween so yeah. Yeah, totally. We dress up all the other 365 days. I hope you enjoy that one fucking day, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's pause for a quick petty promotional <laughs> moment. Uh, we, if you can't get enough of the podcast, well, that's okay because we have a whole lot more available over on our Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash petty little things pod. If you absolutely hate us, we'll tell you now, don't subscribe to that. Definitely don't. But if you love us, you can check it over there. Uh, our petty uh, promotional person of the month. Uh, I'm going to do two because we got two yes. new subscribers today. Let's do it. Let's uh, do it. First is Owen Keys. 
Hi, Owen. Congratulations. Welcome to the Petty Party. Who's definitely either in Northern Ireland or the UK because they're paying pounds. We're getting pounds oh, off them, not oh, yours. Hi, 98 TV. And who else? <laughs> uh, and also Nick Pender. And uh, Nick Pender um, is a petty little lady. So welcome, gang, to oh, our little welcome. private members Join the group. party, the Petty Party. Mm. Uh, nice of you to join us. And of course, we do appreciate everyone that does support us already. And we hope you enjoy our extra content over there. Yeah. Absolutely. But Davina, what is coming up still? So next up, we're going to be talking to a leading dentist and a beauty aesthetic professional. And we're going to be talking about all things procedures, whether you have them abroad, in Ireland, and just how it's business, a busy business booming. Yeah, we're talking tits, teeth, the works. Yeah. So if you have any interest, you're going to really enjoy these two little interviews we, that we did. And remember, we'll be straight back after it with some Rotters of the Week. Oh, stay tuned. Okay, Davina, everyone's singing into the thick of it at the moment, but I think we need to get into the teeth of it. And uh, you have lined up someone special for us to chat to. Yes. Well, you know, as we know, we are uh, fascinated with procedures of all kinds, whether it's follicles in the hair, whether it's wrinkles on the eyes, and especially now the new craze is turkey teeth. Let's oh, be real. Oh, yes. So we are obsessed. And the lovely Dr. Brona Keane has reached out to us. She's a dentist extraordinaire and she's here to share her wisdom teeth with us today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like Hi, that. Hi, Brona. <laughs> Hi, guys. Thank you welcome, so much for having me on. Welcome to Petty Little Thing. Now, Brona, tell us a little bit about um, about your background and because you, you are on Instagram, Ireland's Tooth Fairy. So tell us a little bit about that and how that came to fruition. So basically, I actually started kind of like in the HSC originally and then I branched out into the private sector. Um, and what I realized from working in the HSC was there was a complete lack of education with dentistry um, especially just in Ireland and I find that it's really difficult to also access the information so when I was working I was telling people and people would always be like gobsmacked about the stuff I was saying that I thought was general knowledge but general knowledge is not always so common Um, so I basically then started the Instagram so that people could be more aware of their decisions and more informed and kind of making not like just basically the right choices for them, not trying to tell them what to do or anything, but just to get people more informed so that they feel like they're comfortable with their decisions and they know what they're doing basically. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like, especially dentists in particular, I don't know why people are so afraid of the dentists. Like it's just this kind of like, it's, you know, I don't know if it's like a traumatic experience that people go through that it's like, why do you think it is that people are so afraid of, of, of the dentist? Like, why do you think that's a big thing? So why this is actually a big thing is because historically we have the dentists standing on top of the patients, yanking teeth out against the door. And we have all of this kind of (laughs) historical stuff, which no doubt probably happened to grandparents and stuff. But dentistry is one of these like fast changing industries that have come on leaps and bounds, even like since like the since the 90s like i remember yeah. when my dad started he was using no gloves you know what oh, i mean wow. so and like now i would not put my hand in someone's mouth and say to go so so is your your dad is your dad and your mom dentists or is it just your um, dad 
my dad is an orthodontist, so okay. I'm not going to like, he actually told me that I talked too much to go into dentistry and <laughs> that it wasn't suitable. <laughs> and then I was the rebel and went against his words and went into it anyway. So um, okay. I just love like the cosmetics of it and mm-hmm. changing the smile. And that's kind of what I focus on. Um, and just like, I don't know, you get a good, really good feeling when someone's really happy with their treatment at the end. Mm-hmm. And just, it's kind of, it's very just in tune. Like I'd be very into like, do my makeup and my hair and my clothes. And I feel like it's, it's all very in tune with that. Mm-hmm. Like at this point, it's beauty compared to before yeah, so it was true. more like essential. And that's especially back in the day when people were scared of them, mm-hmm. people would only go to the dentist when they were like in pain. Yeah. But now you're, you're going nearly as a luxury. Like you're going mm-hmm. to get more beautified. Yeah. Yeah. I still get um, scared, but what I will say is I, I'm over in the UK at the moment and I'm, I'm, uh, and it's no longer socially distant here. So I can smell people's breaths again. And it's been <laughs> um, almost two years since I haven't smelled other people's breaths. And um, me and Davina have always had a fascination with something called, and we're probably, maybe it's even wrong Davina, but remember we always used to have a fascination with halitosis breath, like people yes. who like are suffering with the gums. Yeah. Um, I'm getting a lot of that D at the moment. Okay. Oh, lots of people. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> well, like, I'm, I'm sure there's a list of conditions that we could list off that Bronan could be like, yeah, and she could like fill us in on all of that, which is totally one thing. But I think dentistry as a whole, it's like become such a trend based thing now, hasn't it? Like, that's kind of where we kind of got talking about because of the look, you know, like the actual, the, mm-hmm. the porcelain veneer, the, the mouth full of bleached white, gorgeous Hollywood smiles. Like, it's... Is it is it achievable for everybody or is that just it fake? is achievable for everyone, but it's not uh like it's not a standard journey for people. So like yeah. what is suitable for you might not be suitable for me. And I think the aim, like originally it was very like not like it was pretty destructive. Like there was, for example, that bonding material, the white filling material only came in late nineties, early two thousands, and that wasn't even available previously. So we were looking at like the late nineties, early thousands, we were looking at crowning and veneering so many teeth. But now we're looking more towards like that minimally invasive and kind of conservative treatments, which is your like ABC smiles. So we're talking A for like aligning the teeth, getting them all straight. And then your B for bleaching them and C then for bonding your composite. So then what that does is it just preserves so much of your natural tooth and kind of works with your teeth rather than like giving you a generic smile. But if you do want it, like if you're still not happy and you're like want something drastic or the shape of your teeth is wrong, and mm-hmm. um, then you'd be looking into veneering the teeth. But it is quite a destructive thing to for like the large majority of people yeah. to do if they have nothing wrong with their teeth. Yeah, and I think lots of people now yeah. think that that's a really easy solution to go for. Like, oh, let's get a mouthful of veneers when actually the upkeep of them is for life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, and I think that's like a, like a large majority of the things that people just want a quick fix. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's about realizing that like, it's like skincare, like it's just, it's a process, it's a journey. It's going to take time to get a good long lasting result. And I think what you should have at the top of your mind when you're looking into treatments is something that's going to last. So it's like, you're saying like, if you're going into something that's going to be destructive, cutting down your teeth, while it might be appropriate for some people, the, like if it's not, you're looking at replacing them every 15 to 25 years. Yeah. So that's a huge expense. Yeah. And if they're not done correctly, then you could be looking at like this side of 10 years because 
when I'm giving those years, it's including everyone. So if you're not going to someone who's highly researched and highly trained, you could be getting them replaced every 10 years. And when you get them replaced, more tooth structures being removed each time you yeah. do them. You know? And I, I think what, what it's, yeah. even as you're talking, you know, one thing I think that people really forget about is that like your teeth are so precious, like, you know, and if you have a healthy, healthy tooth, you want to try and kind of preserve that and mm-hmm. keep that going for as long as you can. And a lot of the work to do that, like it's a lot of work to keep up a basic <laughs> set of nice teeth as opposed to, I suppose. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Like people think probably when they get these uh, mouthful of veneers that it's plain sailing that they don't have to mm-hmm. maybe you know like almost like they're not real teeth so they don't need to be kind of upkept. Would you say that people kind of think like that a bit sometimes? Like I think a lot of people think white teeth are healthy teeth, mm-hmm. yeah. and that's not the case. Like if you could have white teeth and flaming red gums and what people may think, oh, that's really nice contrast and it's making my teeth whiter. Red (laughs) gums are unhealthy gums, you know, and they should never be bleeding on brushing or anything like that. And so that's like not, there could be decay in your back teeth. So someone could have a beautiful front smile, Mm -hmm. but if, there's so much going on. There's your halitosis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which we'll definitely come to because we we actually call it Brona death breath. We can say that we can say that Brona because we're not in the industry. Yes, so we, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. we can say that. We can totally. say that. Well, but, uh, distant, you know? oh definitely. God. Definitely. And, and, and the mask helped a lot. Like, but also all those people, like they must have been having to smell their own breath the last two years. So God love them. Um, <laughs> come here, Brona. I, I, the, I Obviously, Davina touched upon this, but like turkey teeth are a huge trend at the moment. Everyone's seeing that it's um, the quick fix, but also at a price that maybe they want to spend and they're like, okay, great. Plus they might build in a little holiday in there as well. Um, But I'm very curious, what is going on over there? Because we hear the horror stories, but then we hear some success stories. I know. And I think like everything, like when we talk about turkey teeth, I want to just put a disclaimer out there. We're not specifically talking about turkey dentists. We are talking about um, like like basically when people go on dental tourism and they go abroad, yeah. but we'll just say turkey teeth for... Yeah, it just has a nice ring to it, bro. I know, I just feel like like, the thing is, there is highly qualified people everywhere. Of course, yeah, absolutely. The problem is people aren't doing the research. And like, there's, like, if you're getting really good deals, like most things, it's not, it's, there's, there has to be cuts somewhere, you know? Yeah. And with the dental tourism, like they're putting in, like I heard someone say to me recently that them and the girlfriend could go away, get their six teeth done for 2000 euro. 
for all flights and accommodation included. Mm-hmm. So wow! For how much? What was that? Two thousand. Oh my Don't god! Don't call okay. me tempted. No, no, I'm not. I'm not tempted. But that's just that's a crazy one. But I can see how it would be appealing to somebody, mm-hmm. especially if you haven't done research, if you don't actually know what the surgery is involved, because it's a massive like surgery. Yeah. No. Totally. It is, and like the follow up and like everything like that. And the thing is, like, well, it may seem like. The point is, like, when you look at this 2000, it's looking at the front six teeth. Okay, this is just going to be an example. And most of the time when people are getting them done, like if you were to get them aligned and straightened and bleached and all that thing that I mentioned earlier, you're looking at about three, five, no, three, eight in Ireland. Let's say three, five to four in Ireland. But to get the replace. So if it does go wrong in Turkey with the 2000, you're you're it's taking 15,000 to undo that yeah wow oh yeah. my god and that's something it's, that people would never like think about for no. six teeth and like yeah. for your 24 teeth which some people get crowned which to be honest it's unheard of like why would anyone need that many mm-hmm. teeth crowned but to get that undone right i don't know actually what the previous cost of that is but to get 24 teeth undone in ireland can be from 30 to forty thousand. Oh my so gosh. You're forgetting about the incurred costs. So at originally it may seem really like, like sparkly and like, I want that. But if you think about it long-term, if something goes wrong, you have, you have to like, you might not have the right, this is a huge problem as well. There's different laws in different countries. There's different indemnities, so different insurance. So like, while it's everyone's choice to go away and stuff, I think those are really important things to look into Yeah, because they're often things that are sacrificed when you're going away. And one of the things that I've heard as well is that like when you get consults to go to Turkey teeth, um, they do them in hotel rooms in Ireland by unqualified dentists. Oh, okay. But the treatment is being carried out by qualified dentists. So these are all things that you have to like, you have to like get their qualifications. You have to know what's happening in this behind the scenes. And as I said, it really comes back to things just have to be cut costs. Yeah. Yeah. And like, if you compare then another, really going on a rant about the comparisons, but if you <laughs> compare then like lab costs, so this is like the main thing. So basically in Ireland, it really comes down to the lab costs and the time of the dentist and the time of the dentist will be um, based on their expertise and all of that. The lab, like we send away to get the stuff done. Mm-hmm. So there's lots of variables between here and Turkey for getting them done. But basically a crown here will take two weeks. It's made of ceramic. It's bespoke and it costs 900 euro on average. Okay. okay. In Turkey, you could get the whole treatment for 300. Mm-hmm. It could be bulk, bulk buy. It could be not made to your tooth, which is essential to stop it from failing. Okay. Yeah. And it's, sometimes they're made of plastic. Oh, wow. Plastic. Oh, my God. In your mouth? That's nice. It gets worse and worse. No hot liquids. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> I know. But if it's plastic, then it's more porous. So why we use ceramic is it's not porous. So the okay. bugs can seep through the plastic and again, cause to failure of the crowns. Wow. So that price difference is there for a reason, first yeah. of all. But if mm-hmm. our ceramist is charging us in Ireland about 300, mm-hmm. which is the same price as the entire treatment in Turkey, 
something's got to give. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And Brona, like, have you seen any of these horror stories like come back? Because I remember we were speaking before and you said that uh, a lot of people that do go and have kind of like dentistry, kind of tourism, is that what it's like? Tourism dentistry or whatever it's called. Yeah. Uh, else. Yeah. And when they do come back, like, w- like will dentists be apprehensive about take touching other dentists work? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. And like, it's not even other dentists work, but it's when you've gone away and like we're trained, like in the dental hospital, we're told to not touch people that have come back from abroad. So you may, if you have to probably go on several consults and you'll eventually find someone that will treat you, but the large majority of people won't touch you. Wow. And yeah, because you're just, you're, you're too liable at that point. There's mm-hmm. so much that's gone wrong. So you're kind of advised to go back to the dentist away who's, done the butchering let's say um in the first place so it it would be very hard to find someone in ireland if it's got really bad to treat you at that point a quick question why because it's really sad really yeah um it's it's terrible if you made that mistake and you didn't know you kind of went into it unawares and then you you are given this information like you would be pretty devastated yeah 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 and it's, yeah. such, it's such a major choice to make if you're if you're getting that much work done in your mouth. But um, what I was curious about was because I was listening to another podcast and they said that you don't actually have to whittle the tooth down always to get veneers and stuff like that, that some people will, you know, end up with very little under those teeth. What actually happens there? And that's just me being very nosy because I've seen the pictures. Was it Katie Price, Tavina, that we saw? With- it was with your shark teeth. Oh, yeah. God. So scary. Mm. Yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, so that's actually, I'm really glad you touched on that. <laughs> um, but basically when you go away, okay, what I hear is you are told that the dentist will tell you that it is stronger if you put a crown on the tooth. Okay. Even if your teeth are totally untouched. Now the difference of a crown and a veneer is a crown cuts down all surfaces of the tooth and a veneer cuts off the front surface of the tooth. So you're leaving now four extra walls of your teeth untouched. Okay. Wow. Okay. And cutting one surface mildly like 0.5 of a millimeter versus the whole tooth by one to two millimeters obviously reduces the strength way more. So without a doubt, the crowning teeth does not make them stronger. Wow. But why this happens is because it's simply time. So if the dentist away is doing it a, a rush job, it's easier for them to do a heavy handed prep. So like remove more tooth structure because it's quicker, okay. but to do a really precise, fine removement and adjustments, it just takes more time. It takes more adjustments and the dentist just don't have that. They don't have that yeah. time if they're charging 2000 euro. Yeah. So it just, that's, it's literally, they're just, it's quicker for them to do that. So they recommend you to do crowns. Okay, guys, we have a very special guest. It like, obviously myself and Victoria, we love a little procedure and we are all about aesthetics and we are joined by an aesthetic specialist. Uh, one of a kind, we have the gorgeous Michelle. Oh my God. Oh my God. You I knew I was going to mess that up. We're going to leave that in, Michelle, because I always, I always get double barrels mixed up. So this is no, Michelle. No, you just take Michelle from the Jewish Clinic if that makes it easier for you. No, this is Michelle Fury Lawler, and we had just said, like, I knew I was going to mess that up. <laughs> it always happens. At the I knew we were going to mess it up too, but that yeah. was, it was great seeing it in your faces are coming. It was. Michelle, I want to start with a nosy question. Yeah. Okay. Jujuve, um, firstly, 
where did that name come from? And secondly, like, I'm always afraid that I'm going to say that name wrong. Does that make sense? I'm always like... Totally. Uh, Everyone says it. Like, Everyone. you know, Versace? Okay. Do you remember in that film where she was like, it's Versace in Showgirls? Yes. <laughs> oh, Victoria, my last name, my last married or maiden name is Fury. And when I went to, if you go to A&E and you could have your arm hanging off and some doctor will come out next week, they say Furby or furry <laughs> or you're like I'm fucked if I'm getting up there and I'm taking that person to someone says my name right so I totally get it so Jujuve is actually from my daughter my oldest daughter is called Gemma and for as long as she has walked a certain she's 21 um, I have been in college studying to do what I do and what happened was is that I was playing around with different names trying to figure out what I wanted to call it branding for what I did and you always hear of like rejuvenate or rejuve and stuff oh. like that so I decided then to play on the word and say, because my daughter is with the J spelling, so it was Jujuve. And it was like really easy to come up with. Like so, And I've kept it that way, but it is really difficult for people to try and pronounce it. So I've heard really some strange, you know, <laughs> well, oh, a strange pronunciation. Yeah, over the years. You know, when you're at the restaurant and you're like, you want to order something fancy off the menu and you're going, you go to the waiter and um, you just point. Have, uh, yeah. Can I have uh, this, please? Yeah. <laughs> you should have a note from my name. You know, so it's like a curry, you know, when you're ordering for 42. <laughs> I get a number. I'll go over to 42 and get my face done. Do you know? So, and so sorry. No, and and t- so just for anyone that isn't like Jujube Clinic is an aesthetic based uh, clinic, and you're based in Crumlin. And tell us a little bit about what you do there. I am an aesthetic and cosmetic consultant. So, oh, uh, that's I am, very yeah. fancy, isn't it? <laughs> I know, I know. I didn't realize until somebody said it to me there a while ago, and they're like, "You know, both sides of the coin." Like, so mm-hmm. I started in the industry as a non-medic. So you see, an awful lot of girls that started in the beauty industry. I had been in it for twenty years, um, and I, I was sick of doing normalized facials on people. And then people were coming back, and they were saying, "Listen, you know, I've like all these lines and wrinkles, and like your job in a spa is to sell skincare." So I was like, why am I upping? I know the commission can be good in some companies. So why am I selling a false hope to some people when Mm. there's something better out there? You know, you want to change something with your face. And then I started to see the sad side of the spa industry, which is not very easy to say in this day and age. So you would see people coming in and they would be really excited about getting their face done or a massage or something like this. And then you discover that the only reason they're there is because somebody in their family has passed away. They've given them a voucher. So this is their one chance to look after themselves or... Somebody's had to go through a hard existence after like mm. cancer or something else like that. And, you know, all these different types of things. Yeah. And it was just the fact that somebody had taught them and they decided to treat themselves or an awful lot of carers were coming in, you know, mm. from family members yeah. who had passed away. It was amazing. And then I decided then that like I wanted to upgrade. So mm. I studied abroad uh, and it wasn't easy with two kids. I have a 21 year old and a 12 year old. Wow. Um, I didn't know that. I didn't. I didn't yeah. know you were a mommy as well. I'm a mommy, yeah. My daughter's studying yeah. law, which is really, really strange for me wow. to say. That little cow can cause an argument, no problem. Like, <laughs> I have full hope in her in the law. like so. But uh, it was really, really hard. It was easy and hard. So my parents were really good. They stepped in. Um, I'm married to a wonderful man and he's he was brilliant the whole way along. Well, his stepdaughters, my daughters, and he was in. So if I had to go abroad, everybody would rally in and they'd push me out the door. So I studied many, many years ago and I became the first ever international student to win. Like uh, I won a student award in my wow. very first first six months at the university. And they were asking me like uh, certain questions about like how to rebuild someone's face. And I start getting really nosy. Okay. Like, why would you like, I understand why people will come in and get cheek sellers, but like, 
can it be used to rebuild someone's face? Mm-hmm. And there, that's a really interesting question. Or little things like, you know, I see an awful lot of people are afraid of nose fillers. Okay. I won't lie, I am too. I am too. So there must be something else out there to help someone whose nose bridge is being broken. Mm-hmm. Not by their yeah. fault, you know, not by their own fault. Um, and then someone else stepped in and they were like, listen, there's another form of, you know, training and stuff that we could do. So then it took me three years to try and find a university. I qualified in aesthetics seven years ago. And, yeah, that, that's what Michelle I was going to say to you. Like, so like when, when did you go to study this? Because it seems to be the kind of industry that constantly keeps changing. Like it's yeah. always like new, new procedures, new treatments. So yeah. like it must be just constant like when did you start and get into it back in 2014 2015 I, I really started to find an alternative um so the next step to me was obviously I used to follow certain people who did like lip fillers and stuff like that and uh, when I reached out then to some of the universities I found out that there was a couple in France that would take me on or some in the UK that would take me on now we all know it's very much unregulated you know and it's quite dangerous to see some of the things that's out there but I started to kind of build myself up and I would I would go the long way about things like so um just before like the COVID lockdown I had been asked by a well-known university that they have a training facility and they were like we're really interested in, in like you're not a nurse and you're not a doctor mm. but you do know how to do certain things we're really interested in coming in and sitting um in front of a panel of doctors they mm. want to talk to you know to yeah. and I did and lo and behold then I started qualifying as a medic Wow. Um, and I'm registered with the Royal College of Surgeons in Edinburgh. Like, so it's wow. really, really, I'm still training with them as it is. Like, so I've another. Can I say, just to start off with, you make me feel very lazy. Very, very lazy. <laughs> I did one degree and I was like, I'm never going back to college. I'm done with that shit. Oh, goodbye. God. Victoria, fair play to you for even doing a degree. Like, I'm fair play to anyone who has the idea of bettering themselves because this industry is really hard to work in. Uh-huh. Like, I get. On a daily basis, this is true as God, I will get randomers who have no industry background, who have nothing to do with anything else. I yeah. see someone doing a bit of lip filler and then send me this. That's, that's what I was going to say to you, Michelle. Like, so like, and I know there's like, you hear horror stories and things like that about, about the, the industry and kind of how unregulated it is. And, and this person's doing that. And this person's doing that. Like, what are the actual rules of the aesthetic industry? What, like, at the moment, uh, the new law that's due to come out states anyone anyone who now is a non medic won't be able to keep their license in the next in the next couple of months. It's been on the card since last year, so. And just to clarify, like a medic, is that somebody that like, you know, like what, what does that Has a medical of? qualification. Okay, so well. Medic or a nurse or a doctor. Um, if oh. fillers are to be ministers, they must have a doctor on staff. Uh, in Jujuve itself, we are blessed. We have two of the top doctors in all of Ireland that work every day in my clinic. Well, um, and they're on call as well in their own their own GP surgery down the road as well. So mm-hmm. if they get and they have done, I have to say, in the entire lockdown last year, those doctors worked tirelessly to look after all these other individuals. Like we were getting phone calls from people saying, Listen, I got a bit of lip filler out in, you know, someone's back bedroom. Mm-hmm. And uh I've got like this like really cold feeling in my face. And then we discover when pictures are sent over, they've got like mottled arteries that's been blocked. Oh my God. So they'd have to rush in and the doctors would see them and they'd send them off to James. Now I'm not saying that doesn't happen with medics. It happens mm. in anyone in the industry. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things that you have to be really careful of. But we've seen an awful lot of back bedroom fillers being done. Yeah, or, is, that, is that kind of on the rise? Do you think that's... Yeah, it is. It? Definitely. Okay. Uh, so I'm qualified to do uh, the sculpture of uh, buff fillers. So, and I've been using that for the last while and they're really good. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've got a terrible pancakey <laughs> ass, I have to tell you. I was going to say, like, you need a like, bucket of fillers for that. Oh, well, <laughs> I have loads. 
Come down to me. I will gladly I mean, look out. I, I think my jeans would be shocked if I put an arse into them. Let's put it like that. Come here. This has made me think of like Pose. And I only recently rewatched the episode where um, there was a lady who was doing like, you know, Backstreet fillers, and 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 then silicone, it was wasn't a it? lot of silicone. Well, yeah. And I know some yeah. people personally who've um, had silicone treatments, and yeah. uh, were talking to me about getting rid of them and how costly and dangerous it is to get rid of them as well. However, some of the work looks great. Also, some of the work looks bloody awful. And mm. um, yeah. well, like what experience? Because I'm a bit fascinated in the whole botched area in general what experience yeah. have you had of that in Ireland is there been some cases that have come to you and you're like oh, oh my yeah, god I've definitely we've seen it like we get videos or text messages with pictures sent in on whatsapp to us and they're like can you fix it I only just told actually really surprisingly uh, a couple of days ago there's a 13 year old uh, 13 year old currently injecting himself uh, in his house he's ordering fillers online uh, I had been in contact by well we were contacted by certain people sending photographs and they're like certainly you can do it to help not unless they want help, but I will be asking the question is how is he accessing this? Yeah. How is none of his family members mm. stopping this? And he, like, there's more to it than just, it's obviously a form of body dysmorphia. Yeah. But with regards to botched, I've seen both botched cosmetically and botched aesthetically here in Ireland. Mm. I'm a botched cosmetic patient myself. Um, oh, wow. Sure. Tell us a little bit about that. What what happened? I what was your experience? Uh, so I was a size, I was a size 18 to 20 girl living in Ireland in the aesthetics industry. I was, wow. I am everyone's dirty little secret. They come to me to get work done. But however, I don't look like the person that they aspire to look like themselves. I didn't at the time. Took it upon myself to go to Turkey back in 2017, 2018. I'm actually sure uh, to a well-known clinic that's being uh, at the moment. They're having a lot of D celebrities going over there and blogging them. And what happened okay. was, is that uh, they did a tummy tuck on me and a BBL and supposed liposuction. I literally came out of the operating room within eight hours. They had me back in a villa um, I was completely destroyed, shoved on a plane, sent back to Dublin. I was four hours on a flight. The minute I landed in a and I landed, my husband drove me straight to James's A&E and I was in hospital on and off over six weeks. And um, Michelle, just like, so like when you go in, uh, they obviously do the consultation. Like had you, had you researched this or had you checked out the place? Yeah, or what? Like, yeah, so, definitely. so what do you think kind of what happened there? What made that kind of go wrong? Um, a lot of things. So when you get told about these places, you obviously research them online. So you look yeah. at their flashy and that's, Instagram. You, you just touched on something though as well, like loads of celebrities, you know yourself, like you see them all the time, the likes of Katie Price, all these Love Islanders, they're getting these freebies going over there and you're like, you don't hear the horror stories. You really have to look or Google or mm. like, so well, tell us. Tell that, us. that clinic, it, that, yeah. if it's the one that I'm thinking of and we won't say their yeah. name. I won't either, but I think you're right. Um, I when I was looking into my first hair transplant I've had two hair transplant I was looking into them and yeah. my mom kept going no you need to stay in Ireland you need to do this in Ireland you need to not go abroad and then I remember I did do the first one in Ireland and I was like I heard about six months later all these horror stories about that place yeah. and I was like oh my god my mom was right like in mm-hmm. that so in that like, scenario aren't as good Joe Victoria you think about it, like Ireland is so behind and we'll discuss that in a few minutes so but they are so behind with regards to like cosmetic side of things like really are like I was botched I was brought back to Dublin and in order to save my life they had to glue my stomach muscles down oh my god and Michelle what what went what went wrong with the surgery what happened well, we sent for, well, the plastic surgery team and James has sent photographs directly straight over to the hospital. So it turns out that I caught a staph infection. I had a 
the five liters of uh, five liters of Romer had to be removed from my stomach. They had to open me back up again and rewash out every single stitch. They contacted the surgical team or the surgeon who did the work directly on his own Facebook page. And he admitted that like I needed to have a refund and then blocked this blocked the Irish surgeons. Like it's like it's all it was horrible, right? So wow. then what was I spent a year feeling disgusting in my own skin mm. because I wasn't good enough. I didn't look like the type of people that do aesthetics. I'm good at what I did, but because I wasn't in that little bottle. Did um, you feel, did you feel extra pressure for that reason because yeah, of the business? Definitely. It's, it's kind of, it's kind of mad, isn't it? Because it's one of those things, it's all about making people feel good. And mm. and if you feel awful, yourself, it's like, that's, it's such a paradox. Like, it's, and it causes this mental issue with you as well. Mm. Like you feel like that people don't want to talk about what you do because you look a certain way. Mm-hmm. And it's true. It's so true. I've seen people in this industry who are, you know, amazing workers but they don't get so much as a, like a sentence in a paper over all the work that mm, they do because yeah. they look a certain way or they're not photographic enough I remember being at a really well-known work well-known celebrity influencer here in Dublin and um, went was really excited with the tickets they had for the day went in I met loads of clients of mine that was there that are all well-known and well-to-do was yapping away with the whole lot of them and when this particular person came over and she was flogging her makeup and stuff like that when I say the words, just look straight past me to the people that was behind me. And she was all over these other people and the whole lot. And I was sitting there going, okay, maybe it's because I don't look a certain way. And that sits with you, you know, yeah. that way. And then yeah. when I was watched and I had to rebuild my body, I had such, it looked like somebody had chopped me in two. So I had someone else's legs on someone else's upper half. I have the photographs. So I'll gladly yeah. send them to you girls. But um, what happened then was, and this is how I met the plastic surgeons that work with me and work with the entire community as well is, yeah, cousin went to have a tummy tuck done abroad because in Ireland you could have a tummy tuck here it could be 13,000 euros I know yeah, yeah. abroad a fraction of the cost and the doctor and can I ask one thing why is there such a massive price difference in surgery here as, as abroad greed and taxes is it really yeah, just greed 100% yeah. I can tell you exactly what cost goes into a surgery in Lithuania I can't tell you what goes into a cost for like I don't know the costings here in Ireland but like the difference it's the same the nursing staff, the doctor that has to give the honesty, I can actually tell you every down to the product that they use. Mm. Then all of a sudden, then you discover like Ireland, what the hell? And the doctors that are here in Dublin have to be flown in to do the surgery. Mm. You know, there's only two very good doctors here in Ireland. They're amazing at what they do, but like the rest of the time, like they're being flown in. Mm-hmm. So, like, it makes no difference. But like, if you wanted to change something in your own body, it's not a sin to look about. So, with me, I went by like this flashy Facebook or Instagram page and a load of all other people that were talking about not realising they were paid to talk about their surgeries yeah, or yeah. giving freebies. And, and I nearly died, like proper died. Like I couldn't sleep or anything else. That I was afraid to fall asleep in case I wouldn't wake up. Oh, My God, husband so. had anxiety and PTSD. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so that's what I mean. Like the after effects, something like that must have a no, like mental knock on effect. But do you think going through something like that spurred you on to kind of want to help people make the right decision? Because you do yeah. help people kind of like if they are looking to have surgery abroad or to kind of like just, you know, because it is a bit of a landmine. You don't know. Mm-hmm. No, you don't. And you need to have the best references. And like, mm. for example, I was destroyed. What happened then was is that because James had saved my life and glued my muscles of my stomach down, fat started to congregate around my organs instead of outside in the skin, which you would normally have if you had fat in your body. So what happened then was I'd have visceral fat and it's so dangerous for the organ. And what they did was is they decided then, well, look, listen, you'll probably need to have that resolved in years time. This is the hospital in Dublin. So a friend of mine is a plastic surgeon who had done work on my cousin. I was afraid to approach them because I was a bit kind of, I suppose, I suppose, you know, you really see somebody and they're really good at what they do and you're kind of mm. like afraid to approach them. 
you know, and I was more ashamed of the fact that I had been botched as well and I didn't yeah. want to really talk about yeah. it. And he came to see me and he was like, right, listen, we're going to do this twofold. We're going to give you a gastric sleeve. We're going to remove all the visceral fat internally. It'll take a year to do it, but you'll be safe. Mm-hmm. And once we do it, you're going to get to a certain size and then your weight will start like dropping off and start staying the same weight then for a while, which it did. And then he came to me, he rang me Christmas and he said, right, now it's time to give you breast implants. So I was so stunned. Like, so he rebuilt my body and then he got wow. rid of the original scars. The man is a god. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm only back after I, being I, with him this week as well. I, like, so. I can imagine, I can imagine like after going through that trauma, I can imagine the relief of that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I think we're going to cut it off there. Just like a little bit of surgery. We're just going to cut it off. And if you want to listen to the rest of our fabulous, uh, beautifying interviews, you can check over on our Patreon. There's going to be lots more info coming your way there. In the meantime, we're going to get into our favourite time of the week. We missed it last week, but we are back bigger and more rotted than ever with our favourite time. It is... Okay, Davina, I have, let me count, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I have eight rotters that I wrote down in the last three days. So that will give you some sort of insight into um, where my brain is at at the moment. Uh, Will I kick it off? Do you want to kick Uh, it off? Yes, I'm just flicking through my list here and like some of these, oh. (laughs) I think I'm going to need to get a few off my chest today, like some mini rotters as well. Yeah, well, some of them, I, I think we can kind of go a little bit into it now. And and if you feel also, by the way, our Rotter of the Week um, filter is available on Instagram. So you want to tell us some of your Rotters, do feel free to use that. Send me your Rotters or we can just pick one up for you. That's no bother. But it's a new filter. We do appreciate if you use it and tag us and get used. And so let's find out who is your first Rotter of the Week. Okay, first Rotter of the Week. People that flaunt their mucky house coats and dressing gowns on their Instagrams. I Are you mean, talking about Erin McGregor? <laughs> no, I don't follow her, so I wouldn't see it. Does she live in her dressing gowns? She has a new house coat range. You're kidding. Yeah. <laughs> you are shitting me I am going straight yeah. onto Instagram to have a look at this right now um, But you know what I mean Like people that obviously like live in their house coats and dressing gowns Whatever you call it But okay. I'm fine with that But at least do with like a Jeffree Star about it Do you know what I mean Like make it the pristine one that we're getting to see on the Instagram but <laughs> Do you mean like in stories of the dressing gown is filthy Filthy Manky oh. looking Like absolutely like You dirty cow Get it in the washing machine but do you not always think it's a bit strange? I always think when, when like people have really untidy houses and they're filming and you can see messiness in the back as well. It's like, and I, I admire actually the, the bravado that people sometimes are like, fuck, I don't care. But at the same time, it I like people look, people are nosy. People oh, look in back. Um, the only link I can see on Aaron McGregor's is called in, Imperfection, the brand. That's it. Is, that's is there it. house that's coats the, in this? Yeah, it is. It's just house coats and kind of sexy pajamas, I think. Oh, okay. Yes, I could see them now. Oh, oh, oh. You see, these are glam. I'm here for yeah. these. Love these. But like, Jesus. Like, okay, my my um example is you know the the dark grey dressing gowns that look like yes. you're like that were once white. Yeah. Like yeah. That you're, that it looks like a granddad's dressing gown as well. Do you know what I, I mean? Know. Something yeah. that you'd bring them into the hospital if they were in hospital with a pair of like dusty old slippers from uh Duns. Like yeah. these are not cute, girls and boys. No. Like put them away. No, I have to say, like now 
like I am a sucker for like just like an owl t-shirt and like you know old like t-shirt clothes like for like lounging around the house I'm all for like but nothing like and they'd always be washed and clean like yeah. in that kind of way yeah. not like no not mucky not dusty yeah absolutely okay what's your first roar uh, okay so mine are a little bit deeper Ooh, okay <laughs> so uh, okay so let me see how, how she plays this. Uh, you know, she's struggling. This is going to be a moment. So I've just noticed a lot on. Okay, so I'm, I'm just going to keep this as vague as I can. Uh, and over the years, I have been involved with people and I have had liaisons and dalliances with people like over the years. <laughs> okay. Okay. And now to see them on. Um, on Instagram Playing the happy families And playing happy ever after And you know Getting engaged Or you know Doing this or whatever When clearly You're up to no good And clearly You're sliding in DMs All over the place Yeah It actually It's just got to the point now Where I'm just like Oh it actually just really annoys me now Yeah Because I'm actually just like Like to see that And to be portraying that So like all over the place And everybody kind of Buying into it I'm actually fucking over it Yeah It's just I've had enough of the, of those people Just being shady Because it's not actually It's nothing to do with me But I just hate The, the phoniness of it mm-hmm. It's like who are you Fucking lying to here mm-hmm. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean So people who are Playing happy families When you know Well I know mm-hmm. That they're up to Shady yeah, dealings bullshit. Or just some bullshit Because it's like Why are you like Also trying to portray That life is fabulous And you're so happy When you're clearly not fulfilled and this weirdness yeah. going on so I'm not into the lies anymore and it's just like having that kind of like aimed at you mm-hmm. is actually just this weird kind of like it's just annoying I think after the pandemic and all that it's like it's I just you know my tolerance for bullshit is just really minimal mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I hate seeing somebody that's actually just like living a life it's more the forcefully pushing down your throat how idyllic everything is and you're yeah. going like I'm not being smart not but if I was team. in a relationship with somebody and we were just say after we're like someone's having a baby or we're getting engaged or and then I knew that I was being a dirty little rat and going yeah. around and sending people pics and doing all this kind of stuff and looking to me up and doing all this kind of shady business. Mm-hmm. I would not, I would be mortified to be posting mm-hmm. that happy, happy family shit because it only takes one person mm-hmm. to say one thing. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and as they, as Gina would say, the house of cards just fall down. But like, it just, it's the, the brazen neck of mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. I'm just over it. Like, yeah, just- it's, it's triggering something in me from when we were doing live shows. Um, and there was um, one half of a, of, um, I don't even know if I could, I should say this. Should I say this? Um, we'll say it and then we can cut it out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, it was like someone was well, like, actually a few people ended up saying that like someone was sliding into their DMs because Twitter was like full on, um, exciting during our live virtual shows and everyone okay. was like really enjoying the banter. But then obviously a few drinks might have been had and someone would end up sliding into DMs who okay. would portray that the exact same thing as what you just mentioned there. Okay. Do you know well, what I mean? What, yeah. Well, that's, that's totally fine. Cause like, we you know, it's, it's like, it is a very broad spectrum and I'm just talking about I just find it very exhausting when it's aimed at me yeah. when I'm getting those messages and people are kind of coming at me in that respect because and especially to do with the history because I'm like I'm always thinking that's never going to go away from you like that you know 
that kind of shady kind of like like sexy like past you know kind of way yeah it's not it's not ever just going to go away oh so i think also, it will always catch up on you eventually do you know what i mean yeah well i do, i personally just could not do that to somebody i couldn't be the person that was like lying Mm -hmm. and lying to myself and lying to everybody so publicly and posts and stuff like that like it just it drives me mad and that is wrong me this week because there's been a lot of it going on lately and i think maybe post pandemic the scene seen an awful lot of people with babies seen an awful lot of people get get engaged yeah it's not for me yeah absolutely okay um i'm gonna throw a few quick ones at you for this one okay um anyone with their christmas trees up before halloween like get a fucking grip get a yes. grip okay I, like I'm all for Mariah Sharon it's not time and then 1st November it's time that's fucking funny as fuck especially as she's smashing yes. a pumpkin I don't like Halloween to be honest anyway but I don't need to see her Christmas tree up mm-hmm. before that uh, brown shoes with suits that don't match in any way stop wearing them they're disgusting with so yeah. many suits I don't know what's okay. going on like a brown man shoe a brown or a brown lesbian shoe. <laughs> <laughs> a brown man shoe. Like, it's about, like, honestly, I'm kind of coming for, like, straight men there, to be honest. Okay. Like, who just can't get together. And Do you then, remember Kickers? Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot that the boys are a proper school shoe. Yeah, they were probably that always reminds me of that time I stepped in the shit and the, the, shakers, the kickers were covered in shit. Oh my god. <laughs> they and, were kickers. And dubs. Remember the dubs that oh, everyone used to wear? Dubs and all the girls from like um Loretto used to wear them and they were like they had been like leaning from side to side. So they were literally like so wide you probably fit two two feet into them. You know those? <laughs> yes. There's no they were so wide. They were basically and they'd be falling apart. You got my dubs. Yeah. Um, concealer lips and dubs. Oh, concealer lips, Jesus, that was a moment. Uh, last mini one is electronic goods that come with fucking American plugs like I mean at this point get it together I don't have an adapter to hand actually uh, you know as a lady with um, like places on my back that need to be trimmed none of us have these razor adapters in our bathrooms anymore those days are gone like where am I supposed to charge that I have one more that I'm going to do at the very end because it's a bit more of a juicy one okay Okay, so I well the only one the next one that I have now it's not as juicy as that is uh, I've been getting ready a lot at home because like since pandemic I like to just I like to throw on you know a little bit of TV moment or like have just have a little bit of time to myself and have a bit more of a process getting ready at home and also I can just be with Winnie a little bit longer and um and you'll order a cab and firstly there's like serious lack of taxis not if anyone has noticed yeah. since the pandemic's come back because uh, and I actually realized I think a lot of these taxi men have got new jobs yeah. since the pandemic so there's less people around but you do order a taxi and I live in quite a busy street yeah. and a taxi will pull up, but they'll pull up like miles up the street and like I will literally have to run with like my bag of drag up the street and Sometimes you just have this fear that when you get close, they're just gonna drive away. Yeah, <laughs> you know? like, yes, but they all don't. The time. They don't. It's happened once, it's but happened like once you do have too. the fear. But like literally, you don't want to be running after any taxi bad enough, um, or then taxis to argue with you about like what route to take. Yeah, it's like this is not a this is not a democracy here. This mm-hmm. is like you're. Mm-hmm going this way this is what I'm paying for that's the rules so taxis beware I'm, I'm after the taxis nail on the head so Sunday I'm trying to get home and it, the weather's miserable I couldn't get any um, taxi on the apps so then I'm standing on the street someone stops rolls down the window when they roll down the window the, my oh. stubborn bitch side wants to say no go ahead I don't want you straight away like you're either taking my fare or you're not you can see I'm not drunk and messy um, and uh, so he rolls down the window 
morning and goes, where are you going? I said, um, where I'm going, obviously. And then he said, uh, and cash your card. And I said, um, card. And he said, and he just drove off. He didn't even respond to me. Now, during like a a normal year, you and me are basically putting some of these taxi men's kids through school. Do you know what I mean? For how many taxis we get with work. Uh, Let alone in in the pandemic, we were still using taxis. And um, it just really frustrated me. I wanted to, because you know I have that inner like Karen rage in me that I would actually like to like punch the car and put a dent in it. Like, but thankfully he drove away too quick. So I couldn't. One tip like that, if anyone ever asks, like I always just say BlackRock, because that's like, it's not too far and that's like a good fare. Yeah. And then when you get in say oh no just on the way like to Blackrock like I live like on the way oh that's really clever to Blackrock and I'd say oh I'll just get out here it's good isn't it that's <laughs> so, so go. clever pick oh. somewhere pick somewhere that's on your way and then they think they're getting a great fare once you're in the car and you're on the road just say actually do you know what I'll get out here what could they do they can't do your, anything have your fiver in your hand ready to have go your cash ready to go you just throw the money at them and you're out <laughs> oh my god I love and that. there you go because like yeah, listen, I'm always one for thinking revenges of these bastards because their time will come. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Uh, my last one is um, drag queens that retire from drag, but then come back. <laughs> oh. Oh, I see, I guess a couple of drag queens that I would love to come back that, that haven't even officially retired. So, like... I don't know. There's a couple of queens I really like. I've been pushing, for example, like Imperia. We used to drag with this uh, queen called Imperia, Queen of Spain. Mm. And she was really fun to do shows with. And she just stopped doing drag, but she didn't. And she's been like, she's out of drag probably longer than she did drag, but she keeps like tempting, maybe. Oh, and always when she's drunk, she's like, oh, me darling, I will do a show again. <laughs> and I'm like, when is she going to do this show? Yes. So, uh, why? Who, who has been retiring? I'm talking about the queens that actually have the big announcement, the retiring moment, and then like two years later, you see them back. Like, there's so many of them. Like, some of them, like, I'm like, okay, yeah, great, you're back. But like, some of them, I'm like, well, well, you made such a big holy blue. Like, obviously, Imperia, she just kind of stopped. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think that's the way to do it. I think if you're just going to stop, just stop. Yeah. I think, although that being said, I do enjoy a comeback moment. I do enjoy Sharon's back from behind the bar at the pick. I do enjoy ice and, ice, like, what's it? ice and lemon Peggy. Like, I just love it. Like, so, so there is like this, I half agree and half don't. So yeah, okay. I can get it. Well, that's that's the last of my writers of the week. Um, If you enjoyed the podcast, make sure you share it on your Instagram so that we can reach even more petty little bitches. Yes, and do share your writers with us because let's listen. You wouldn't be listening if you don't be writing about something every now and again. So get them in. And we love to hear them. Yeah, check out the podcast on our Instagram at Pay Little Things Pod. And uh, more than anything, go check out our Patreon. It's gorgeous, it's cute, and it's real cheap, like Davina's costumes. Yes, and we will be back. Um, I actually got recently got costumes from your costume maker, so don't be slagging that down there. <laughs> I'm already messing, bitch. I'm just messing. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back in two weeks, unless we're on Death's Door. Um, oh, no, we will. We'll be back. No, we we needed a little moment. But uh, uh, thanks again for supporting us i hope you enjoyed the pod and until next time stay petty petty. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.